Hello and welcome to the More Confidence with Luna Gaia podcast. I am your host, Lenaria Gaia, and here we talk all things body image, self-esteem, your thinking in your mind, how do you connect true to you in every part of who you are. I want you to know that all of you is welcome, so sit back and relax and listen to today's episode. Sending you love. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the More Confidence with Luna Guy podcast. This is episode 129, and I'm so thrilled for the very first time I'm actually coming to you live on Facebook to record this episode. So I'm going to start doing that from time to time. Now, when I am recording our weekly episodes, which come out on every Monday, that maybe from time to time, I'll come and hang out on Facebook and do them live, maybe even YouTube and do them live. That would be cool. Curious to know what your thoughts and feelings around this. Welcome to have your comments and your love here. So welcome to this episode. On today's episode, a topic that's very close to my heart and one that is a really important one when it comes to really loving our bodies and being confident in our bodies. Because there's this real misunderstanding and myth in what I see the body confidence culture is that you have to like what your body looks like in order to love it. And it's simply not true because there are going to be times when your body doesn't really match the way that you want it to look in the same way that sometimes there, <laughs> there are going to be times when your children are not behaving the way that you want them to, right? There are going to be times where you really do not like the way your child is behaving. You may not like their choices. You may not like their actions. As much as your partner, your loved ones, there are times when we really do not like the actions of the people around us, yet it doesn't stop us from loving them, does it? We can love the being, we can love the person, we can connect in on the person, but not necessarily love their behaviours. So isn't it then fair to say and possible to think that we can love who we are we can love our bodies without necessarily liking how it's being projected right now, without necessarily loving what you're seeing right in front of you. It's a pondering thought. Do you think that it's possible for you to love your body without necessarily liking it? The key factor here, my friends, is that what we need to be able to do is separate our worth and our value from what we look like and who we are and who our body is, right? Because our body can do phenomenal things, irrelevant if it looks the way that you want it to. And here's a bit of a kicker for you. And it might come across as a bit of tough love, which is probably what you need if you're tuning into this episode today. The reality is, is that if you are lucky enough to get old, everything will look shitty one day inverted commas there. Your body is going to decline. Even if you stay strong, even if you stay active, even if you stay out of the sun, wear plenty of sun cream, irrelevant of what happens. And trust me, I worked in aged care for about 12 years, personal aged care. When you get to 80, 90 and beyond, everything goes south. And I'm not just talking about your tatas here. I'm talking about your, your woo-woo. I'm talking about your vulva. And for those men out there, yeah, I'm talking about your ball sack as well. 
the reality is, is that everything goes south. Everything gets saggier. Everything loses its, its elasticity. So eventually your body's not going to look the way that you want it to. You can fight it as much as you want, but the only way to actually stop getting old is to die young. So eventually your body is not going to fit the beauty standards and you can chase it as much as you humanly want. But if you keep relying upon external circumstances, such as the way that your body looks, in order to feel worthy, in order to feel valuable, in order to feel connected and trust and love this beautiful vessel that gives you life, that allows you to hold the people that you love. If you keep relying on that outside, your body, the visual, you're screwed because eventually it's going to change. And in this episode of the podcast, I want to talk about weight loss. I want to talk about deliberate weight loss and share with you some of my journey around. Some of you may have noticed if you follow me visually on social media, you may have noticed that my body composition has changed recently. But if you've been following me for long enough, you've probably watched it change several times because that's what bodies do. So I want to talk about deliberate weight loss and I want to talk about how there's real validity in wanting to change your body. But before we get there, I really want to reiterate to every single person here listening that losing weight, changing your body or whatever it is that you think that you need to do will not bring you lasting happiness. If you are chasing enoughness, if you are driving towards, I need to get a certain way, if I need to look a certain way before you're allowed to be happy, when you get there, wherever there happens to be, you might have pleasure for a little while and you might be proud of yourself for sticking to the diet or working out, whatever it happens to be for you. You might get that result, but then it's going to niggle at you again. That feeling of not being enough because you only got to that space out of chasing. So you're going to have to keep chasing. Think about it, even for yourself. When has it ever been enough? You look back on photos of yourself. You have memories of yourself from when you were in younger, smaller, fitter, leaner bodies. And you remember how you thought about yourself back then, don't you? You still thought you were shit. You still thought you were too fat. You still thought you were too ugly or too old. Even with the body. People often say to me, oh man, but if I had your body, I wouldn't need to worry about it. It's not true. Because it's got nothing to do with your body. It's never been about your body, my loves. The reason you are chasing enoughness is because of what's going on up here in your mind. It's your thoughts and your beliefs that are driving you towards that outcome. You, inside of you, your worth, that's what you're really looking for. And that's the only sustainable, meaningful, lasting change that's ever going to help you along the way. It's the only thing that's ever going to stay around irrelevant of the way that your body shape changes. And it will change. It does from day to day. My body is considerably rounder in the evening than what it is in the morning. 
on the same day. If you if you menstruate, your body is going to look different on on week four of your cycle than it is on week one. Hormones impact things as you age; things change. You know, I've known I noticed for myself. I'm I'll be forty this year, and I noticed that that my skin isn't as elastic as what it used to be. So I'm kind of like there'll be times when I'm in certain position. I'm like, oh, like my arm has more wrinkles because I'm not twenty anymore. Our bodies change. The visual of them changes. The composition of them changes. But if you're placing the value of your body on solely what it looks like, it's fickle, man. It's never going to work. You'll continue to chase when you get to that perfect body that you think, oh, I'm going to reach my ideal weight and then I'll be happy. How's that working for you? Because how many people do we know reach the ideal weight and they're still not happy? You've done that. I've done that. I lost and put on 20 kilos five times before I gave up dieting. Well, I lost and put on 20 kilos five times, got an eating disorder. Then I gave up dieting. (laughs) Because it was never enough. When I got to the goal weight, I my belly wasn't flat enough. When I got to the goal weight off, my belly was flat enough. My arms are too flabby. My ass wasn't toned enough. There wasn't a thigh gap. I didn't have enough boobs. They were too saggy. My skin was blah, 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 blah. It is an impossible thing that you are reaching towards. And it's okay to want to improve your body. And let me get to that in a moment. It's totally reasonable to want to get in better shape and change your health or whatever it happens to be. But if you are relying on that in order to feel worthy, it's like chasing after rainbows. You're never going to get there. So we must cultivate with inside of ourselves the worth of our body, the worth of ourselves, because this vessel, this beautiful meat sack that you happen to be living in, This vehicle that gets you around everywhere is just that. You get to hold the people that you love because of this vehicle. You get to dance. You get to sing. You get to eat. You get to feel. You get to dive into water. You get to walk and crawl and skin your knee and feel what a bowel cramp feels like. All of those things are experiences that you wouldn't be able to experience if you didn't have a body. The messy, the joy, all of it is because of this vessel you get to touch and feel and express through this body. And if you can start to appreciate that that is your body and that that is far more valuable than an aesthetic. Because think about it, the only time you really notice the aesthetic is when you have a reflection. There's a mirror, a photograph, a video. Otherwise, you're just living in your body. You're cruising around, feeling what it feels like to be in your body. If you didn't have reflections, if you didn't have cameras, you'd be able to see what your body looks like from this angle, but you wouldn't be able to have an outsider's point of view ever. What you look like 
is so subjective to whoever is looking at it. And true beauty, my loves, and I know it sounds like a wank, but it sounds like a wank because it's true. True beauty is your light. I've seen the most aesthetically beautiful people have such ugly insides. And we all know that we've seen the most amazing, light, bright, beautiful people who may not necessarily fit into the aesthetics of the beauty standards. Do you ever think that somebody is less valuable because they have a big butt? Do you ever think that somebody is less valuable because they have more wrinkles or they have an, an acne breakout going on? Well, maybe you do. It's okay. We're allowed to be judgmental. But we also need to recognize that that's only skin deep. It doesn't actually last very much beyond that. Because our aesthetics are only important when we're looking at a reflection. Otherwise, it's how do we feel in our body? And that's far more important. And that's where true body confidence comes into it. Excuse me with my itchy nose and a bit of hay fever that's come through right now. See, I have a body. We have a body and here I am on a podcast live and it's not working the way that maybe I would like it to right now. It wasn't itchy before I got on the call and now that it is, what do I do about it? I sniff, I get a tissue, I explain it. Why would I deny the fact that I have a body? Do I like that what's happening right now? No. Can I still love my body because it's clearly doing something for me? I don't know what it is, but it's doing it. Sure. Can I just accept the fact that I have a body and sometimes it's gross? Yep. And you can too, my loves. This level of foundation is so important before you make any kind of decisions to change your body. Because as I said, I lost and put on lots of weight in the pursuit of enoughness again and again and again and again and again thinking that if I, well, this time, it'll be this time. It's, I, I just couldn't maintain the weight and that was the problem or, or I just didn't train hard enough and that was the problem or I just always found that, that my body was to blame for the reasons why I was unhappy. And once I stopped blaming my body for the reasons why I was unhappy, I actually got to start to learn to love me rather than blaming my body. And there is such beauty and wisdom in that. And I had to not attempt to change my body while I mended the relationship with it. And I recommend that you do the same. And it might take a number of years. Hopefully not. Hopefully you can maybe read my book or watch my podcast or attend my courses or get coaching from me or anybody else out there that you resonate with, that you know who's an expert who can help you. But allow yourself enough time to build a relationship with you before you all of a sudden think that you're going to go change it, changing your body, changing your aesthetics. You may have noticed, as I said, that if you do watch me visually, that my body composition has changed recently. And I say recently, I mean over the last six months. I don't mean in the last half a minute. I mean over the last six months. And since having a baby two years ago, It'll be two next month. Since having a baby two years ago, my body's composition has changed dramatically, actually. There's been a significant amount of, of change. I'm significantly leaner than what I was 
two years ago when I had Bubba, I'd also put on 18 kilos during the pregnancy. And so my body has continued to change even beyond that. The baby weight, so to speak, my body adjusted pretty well back to how it was, give or take three or five kilos. It adjusted pretty, pretty naturally by itself. There was no deliberate weight loss in that. But I found myself about a year and a half, a year, yeah, about a year and a half later, year and a half later after pregnancy that I just wasn't feeling fit. I wasn't feeling strong. And I felt like I was making food choices that made me feel like crap. Too many of them. Still eating my vegetables, still exercising, but not at a high intensity. And I felt out of shape. And if you watched any of my content from a year and a half ago, you would see a beaming shine light of confident woman loving her body. Because I did. Because I do. The love that I have for my body and what I encourage you to develop here is unconditional. It's unconditional love. And you get to a place of unconditional love, not by criticizing and judging and putting down, but by connecting, by having empathy and compassion. And recognizing that you may not necessarily like the way that it looks right now, but can you love and appreciate it? Yeah. You don't have to beat yourself up. In fact, shaming yourself into changing never works. Sustainable, lasting, meaningful change only occurs through self-acceptance. So now, irrelevant of what happened in the composition of my body, up, down, in weight, arbitrary anyway, irrelevant of what happens in the composition of my body, when you love yourself, fully as you are right now as I said you don't necessarily have to like it but you can love and appreciate you you can be grateful for your body you can value your body and yourself that is contained within that and what it gets to what you get to do as a result of that you can love all of that and once you have a place of really solid love if then you feel like you are ready to maybe make changes to your body from a composition point of view. As in put on weight, lose weight, whatever you want to call it, get lean, work out. Then you're in a position to do that because you are doing it from a place of enoughness and wholeness, not from a place of lack. When I look at this beautiful, amazing, phenomenal woman who, this is the book that I wrote, by the way, Perfectly Imperfect, for those of you who are listening, you probably can't see it right now, but I'm pointing to an image of the cover of my book, Perfectly Imperfect, to which I am kneeling down on a beach, looking up to the heavens with a look of freedom on my face in a bikini. And the photo that's taken there, I'm, I look, I don't, I don't even know because I don't weigh myself all that often, but I'm probably safely, I don't know, 15 to 20 kilos heavier in that photo on the cover of that book than I am now. I don't see that as an accomplishment necessarily, right? I'm going to explain to that in a minute. Let me finish this story. This photo on this cover of this book was taken three months after I had a baby. Three months. And I love, loved my body. 
And I deliberately put a photo of me in a bikini on the front cover of the book because I wanted to show every reader that picks up that book that they can love themselves as they are right now. And that's the important piece here. You can, not only you can, but you must. And if down the line, like me, 18 months later, I'm like, you know what? I'm not feeling fit and strong and lean and I would like to feel fit and strong and lean. I'm now doing it from a place of self-love. And I pondered it for a good three to six months before I made any deliberate choices. Three to six months I sat down because my listeners here, it is not what we do, it's why we do it. And I want you to think about that. It's not what we do, it's why we do it. Sometimes sitting in bed with a tub of ice cream is self-love, it's self-care. At other times, it's self-destruction. And only your honesty is the thing that's going to determine which one it is. I discovered for myself that in the process of, of all that love that I was giving myself, that I was still moving my body and still eating relatively well, I wasn't. I got to the point where it switched from self-care to self-destruction. I was self-care. I was looking after myself and my body after a cesarean, after being a surrogate. It's kind of a big deal, right? And I was caring for my body and loving my body through having more rest and doing gentle exercise. And it got to the point where I was like, yep, I'm ready to train, man. I'm ready to lift weights. I'm ready to run. I'm ready to, to eat much more vegetables and much more protein-rich food and much less fried food. I was ready to do that. Because the, 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 the behavior that I was doing was no longer self-care and it was now self-destruction. So it's not what we do, it's why we do it. And that's why building relationship with yourself is so absolutely critically important because that's how you know. That's how you can tell the difference and, and, and you build a relationship with yourself by getting to know you. And when I talk about having a relationship with you, think about it. If, if you were two different people, if there was you and how you speak to yourself in your head and how you treat yourself in your head or even physically in the world, if there was that you and then the you that has to experience that, what kind of relationship is that? Because I know for myself, for me, it was a long-term abusive, toxic and often violent relationship. And I'm not making light of that. In my heaviest and darkest of days within my own relationship with myself, I would put myself in very dangerous, volatile situations where I would wake up in the homes of men that I'd had no idea. I would be very drunk. I would have had sex with them. And although that was labeled as the fun thing you do in your 20s, for me, I knew that often it was destructive. It was why I was chasing enoughness. At times, I would force myself to stop eating. Obviously, I developed an eating disorder, so that became very much self-destructive and very much self-harm. In my early days, I used to physically self-harm. There was a lot of physical destruction that I did. I drank, I took drugs, I ate 
to numb all of my feelings. And eventually that got to the point where I would then purge. And then internally in my mind, it was, it was total abuse. I would belittle myself and shame myself and beat myself up and tell myself that I was horrible. How is that not an abusive, toxic, violent relationship? Because if that was someone else and that's how someone else was treating me, it would be reasonable for me to reach out and get help for that relationship if that's how I was being treated on a regular basis. So my loves, you don't need to like what your body looks like in order to love it. And if you want to lose weight and if you want to go down that path, it's okay for you to do that. It's totally reasonable. It's totally reasonable for you to do that. Just make sure that you're doing it from a place of wholeness rather than a place of lack. Thank you so much for hanging out with me here on the More Confidence with Luna Guy podcast. So wonderful to have you here. If you don't already, like, follow and subscribe. And yeah, if you haven't already got a copy of my book, go head out. It's called Perfectly Imperfect, Your Complete Guide to Loving Yourself and Loving Your Body. Sending you big love, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the More Confidence with Luna Guy podcast. I hope you feel more confident, more self-assured and ready to go tackle the world's problems and maybe kick ass in some of your dreams. If you haven't already, I would love for you to like and subscribe, follow and maybe leave a review so that other people know how to find this awesome podcast too. If you're wanting to sink your teeth into something even more juicy, my number one best-selling book, Perfectly Imperfect, Your Complete Guide to Loving Yourself and Loving Your Body is now available on all good bookstore sites, both in print, digital, and I narrated it for Audible as well. If you think the coaching or maybe one of my courses is for you, why not head to www.moreconfidence.com.au and get in touch and see if we can talk. And of course, you can find me all across the social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, which is where you're probably listening now, or maybe even here on the podcast platform. Sending you big love and wishing you a beautiful day.